0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about a report in the Wall Street Journal. Today, the Wall Street Journal reported we could be facing a synchronized slowdown in home prices in multiple different countries. And on today's show, we're talking about how to make sense of the conflicting data out there. The Wall Street Journal reported that across 23 countries, an index of inflation-adjusted home prices compiled by the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas grew 1.8% in the third quarter of 2019 from a year earlier. The report said that home prices in many countries were falling, including prices in Canada, which were reported to have fallen by half a percent in the past year. A key catalyst, they report, is the global slowdown over the past two years that kept a lid on housing demand and home price gains. In large cities, affordability constraints are deterring many would-be homebuyers buyers. And foreigners' appetite for overseas properties has also cooled. Now, broad statistics like this just drive me crazy because they're completely meaningless. At the same time, the prices have fallen in some markets, we've seen prices rise dramatically in others. It is true that foreign buyers in many major cities have fallen. We've seen this in Miami, Toronto, San Francisco, and Seattle. The claim of a slowdown in Canada is simply not accurate, even in inflation adjusted terms. Here's my take on what's happening. Toronto is the fastest-growing city in North America, with over 125,000 population growth each year. There were only 27,410 housing completions in Toronto back in 2019, and that's down from 37,750 the year earlier. The fact is, there's very little developable land left in Toronto. There's a huge reduction of single-family homes and townhouses being built and getting new projects approved in Toronto is a slow and expensive process. The vast majority of new construction is in the condo asset class, and fully 60% of the new product is high-rise condo. 27% are single-family or townhouse, and 13% purpose-built rentals. This shortage of supply is what's driving prices up. Even Montreal added 66,000 population last year. Here, too, it's influx of population that's driving up prices. Now, the bank regulator in Canada implemented additional credit tightening to try and cool what was seen as an overheated real estate market, especially in Toronto and Vancouver. By making it more difficult to borrow, that's put a cap on prices, but only in some segments of the market. We've seen prices falling at the top of the market, and at the same time, we're seeing prices rising at the bottom and in the middle of the market. People will only pay for a home based on what the bank will allow them to borrow, This has reduced the rate of price increases, but prices are still increasing as long as people can borrow. Home sales increased 14% in November, and active listings are down 27% compared with last year. Prices have increased an average of 7.1% in Toronto. In my home city of Ottawa, Canada, prices have increased 10.3% for single family homes and 11.5% for condos. Active listings are down 33% compared with last year, and sales volume is up 14%. We're seeing very modest homes in the west end of my city listing for over 700000 It's difficult to make sense of the market conditions. There's numerous factors driving both supply and demand. Demand for new homes is coming from immigration. Immigration to the U.S. is falling, but immigration to Canada is rising. Last year, Canada, which is about 10% of the U.S. population, admitted three times more people per capita than the U.S. Canada admitted 350,000 immigrants, or about 1% of the population. The U.S. admitted just over a million people, although the number of undocumented migrants into the U.S. could push that number up significantly. Canada doesn't seem to have a major illegal immigration problem by comparison. The second demand is from millennials who are looking to enter homeownership. The third demand for housing is from couples that are splitting up, and the new supply that's coming into the market is coming from new construction, people moving out of single homes into senior living, and from single people getting together and either getting married or living together, and finally, from a small number of people who are leaving the country. These are mostly retirees moving to retirement destinations. I met someone this week who's moving back to Lebanon after more than 30 years in North America. She wants to be close to family. This is very much the exception. Demographics says the number of baby boomers retiring should inject a lot of new capacity into the market over the next several years. There's an increasingly loud chorus of people predicting that home prices will crash in several markets once the current generation of boomers exit home ownership. There's no question that new supply will open up when that happens. The big question is demand and how immigration will impact that balance of supply and demand. If you're making a financial decision for the next 25 years, I suggest you look out more than just the next 90 days to predict where home prices are heading. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.